Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Saturday, uh, April the 22nd. And welcome to our commentary, as we like to do once a week. We'll be chatting with our good friend George Rodriguez uh, from South Texas and get his take on what's happening here in Texas. So let me say hello to our friend uh, George, who's right there. You can see him right next to me. How you doing, George? Very good. Thank you. All right. Well, tonight we have the added treat that uh, we're going to be posting this over at the Babalu blog, uh, which is one of the a wonderful Cuban-American blog out of Miami with a huge audience. So, um, George, you're going to make some Cubans happy. I, uh, I hope you can tell your Cuban, your new Cuban fans about how much you love Cuban food. I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and in San Antonio, they've got a few places, don't they? We do. There's one right down the street from me here called uh, La Banera, and um, I I love to go over there and get uh, some some fried plantains, some fried bananas. Oh, I love that. Well, I don't think people in Miami would or or know or or even understand how many Cuban restaurants there are across the country. It has really. I mean, you can now go just about anywhere. Yeah, you and can eat Cuban food. Yeah. In in our own neighborhood up here. In the North Texas area, there are one, two, there are three within five or six miles of our home. <laughs> and there's one in particular that specializes in Cuban sandwiches, oh, which wow. is that is a, one of my specialties or one of my favorites. So uh, so anyway, just wanted to give you a little heads up. If you get a uh, if you get a, uh, a fan letter from a good looking Cuban girl in Miami, that now you know why. Fantastic. I look forward to that. Yeah, all right. Well, speaking of of Cuban-Americans, I thought tonight we would talk about one of the most famous Cuban-Americans of all uh, in the country, and that is Senator Ted Cruz, who will be running for re-election. I don't think he has officially announced it, but it probably will be running for re-election. And he may have an opponent. We are starting to get some ideas of who his opponent may be. And there's talk of Roland Gutierrez, who is a Democrat from South Texas. So what do you know about uh, Senator or State Senator Gutierrez, uh, George? Well, Senator Gutierrez uh, is from San Antonio, from the south side of San Antonio, the Mission District, they call it. And uh, he has been um, uh, in charge or chairman of the Defense and Veterans uh, Committee for the um, uh, Texas State House. Uh, he has also uh, been very involved in, in funding for uh, the uh, state, the San Antonio Hospital, which is the mental hospital, 
because um, he is uh, very, very active, or at least he focuses on the treatment of PTSD. Now, one of the very interesting things about him is that he is also founder and president of something called the Gutierrez Law Firm, which specializes in immigration. Now, what this tells me is this, is, this guy, I mean, there's no two ways to, to, around it. This guy makes money off, uh, is, making off, is making money off of the border crisis because all of these folks that are coming in uh, need to get uh, or are getting some type of, uh, of funding from the, from the Biden administration so that they can get um, uh, legal help so that they can uh, smooth their process a little bit more. Now, remember, a lot of these folks don't have to present themselves uh, to, a, uh, uh, to an immigration magistrate for, in some cases, six years, six or seven years. So, uh, you know, they, this guy uh, and his law firm uh, are making money off of it. He is also uh, what I would consider someone to, that, that can play the political rope-a-dope. You remember uh, Muhammad Ali when he fought Frazier, that he played the rope-a-dope, that he just backed off and let, let the punches go at him uh, until, uh, until Frazier got, got tired and then he came at him. Uh, what he is doing is very, very, he, he's being very quiet. He's letting other people attack uh, Ted Cruz. And right now, particularly here in South Texas, there are almost daily, daily uh, commentaries, blogs, uh, not only that, but also uh, in, the, in the Houston paper and in the San Antonio paper, uh, com comments about um, uh, the bad things that Ted Cruz has done, that he has uh, supported uh, he has not supported gun control, for example, and uh, that they, um, Gutierrez, that's his district. Uvalde is in, in his district. And he went out there and made a big deal, a big deal about gun control. He continues to make a big deal about gun control. And he, um, he has attacked the, um, uh, the governor. He's attacked Ted Cruz. He's attacked anybody and everybody who uh, stands up for the Second Amendment. So, um, you know, this guy is pro-open borders, he's anti-Second Second Amendment, and I guarantee he's also anti-First Amendment. Now, so he's a pretty liberal guy from what He is very liberal, you. but he doesn't yeah. portray it. He doesn't, right. yeah, he doesn't play that card, he lets others do it, and then he goes along with it. Right, that's, that's uh, because it, it's an interesting position that he has on the Second Amendment, because uh, in South Texas, I mean, with a large rural population, uh, you know, a lot of ranchers have guns. Everybody. Yeah. Well, a, a good example is, 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 again, the situation in Uvalde. Right. Uh, Uvalde County uh, was carried uh, by Greg Abbott in spite That's of right. the fact that there was a lot of effort by the liberals, by the leftists, to go into Uvalde and, uh, and, and really stir up the issue of, uh, of gun control, of uh, uh, people who support the Second Amendment being the murderers. I mean, they went overboard. Right. And they still lost the county. So, um, you know, that's that an interesting point. Yeah, that's an interesting point you're raising about the governor winning that county. How much of that county uh, is actually in his district? All, all of it. it or, all of it. All of it. Okay. All of it. All right. That's interesting because you're right. You know, Beto O'Rourke made a big, big deal about Uvalde. Uh, and of course, the Uvalde situation was horrible. I mean, who. I mean, any human being obviously would feel terrible about what happened uh, to those kids in Uvalde and those families. But I've been, I've been horrified, frankly, George, 
at the way that uh, so many Democrats have, I think, exploited these families. Oh, gosh, I yes. Mean, that's a good word. It's, they, yeah. They've exploited it. Yeah. They, to have, the point, uh, they've to used the, it. they have used it as, uh, as a, uh, a political to uh, bring some type of of uh, of, of uh, so, to find some solution. I mean, they've right. used it as a battering ram. Right, exactly, and and of course, you know, everybody remembers Uvaldi. Those kids, what a horrible thing. Those families, what a horrible thing. But but they've exploited it in such a, I think, in such a horrible way. And they, you know, if you don't support their gun control ideas, then I guess you don't have any problem with children being killed. I mean, that's sort of the way they frame exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. But, but I am glad to see that, you know, as you as you brought up, the, the fact that the governor carried that that area, because that at least shows you that there's a lot of people in that in that uh, district or in that part of Texas who are open to a more rational discussion of of, uh, you know, school violence, and it's not all about gun control. Exactly. And what I find interesting is that right now at the legislature, they're talking a great deal more about, you know, protecting the schools, but by making sure the doors are open uh, or the doors are closed, I should say. Uh, one of the problems in Uvalde was that one of the doors was open. The guy was able to exactly. walk right in. Uh, and, and there was no one, you know, there were no, there were no guards. That's the that's other. It. That's the other issue, and more and more people are talking about that. And then, of course, arming some of the teachers for, you know, strategically yeah. located. But um, now, one thing I noticed about Gutierrez, if you compare Gutierrez with uh, Beto O'Rourke, Beto O'Rourke was a federal representative. He was a member of the U.S. House when he started. And he started very early, as you remember. He was campaigning in 2017, driving all over the state. Uh, and he, whether he knew this or he knew that it was coming, he got a ton of money from outside Texas. I mean, Beto O'Rourke was financed greatly by money that came from out. Uh, Gutierrez doesn't seem to start with the same level of recognition as, uh, as O'Rourke. Do you think that uh, he can get the same kind of money that Beto O'Rourke got? And, and I asked you that question before you answered. I just wanted to say something else. We're beginning to see now a lot of Democrat donors sort of having second thoughts about the idea that Texas is going to go blue. You know, for a while there, they thought that Texas was going to go blue. And then we've now had, what, two elections since? And Texas really hasn't gone blue. And in fact, Texas actually went more red in 2022. Exactly. So do you think that a lot of the donors that he would need to compete with somebody like Ted Cruz is obviously going to be well-funded? Do you think a lot of these other donors around the country are going to say, okay, we're going to put our money in Texas again after having lost with Beto O'Rourke, after losing uh, with Governor Abbott? Uh, you know, do you, do you think that they're that they want to put money again in in Texas, George? I I really think that initially they're not, but I think that eventually they certainly will. And the reason being is that uh, Gutierrez plays himself up as being a centrist, a more moderate. That's how he plays it up. However, the reality is everything but that. This guy is very much a liberal. He is more of a of a spider than a snake. Uh, he hides uh, and then he strikes. 
And uh, the headache that we've got with him is uh, is that he uh, he has no real national track record, so he can port- be portrayed whichever way they want. On the other hand, Beto was out there shooting his mouth, uh, being very public, and uh, it became he became an easy target. I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, he, people could see that he was um, he was a self promoter and a nutcase, you know, and mo- uh, the, that he just didn't have what it took. Gutierrez, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because he's smooth. He's very, very easy uh, to speak. Uh, He's bilingual, definitely bilingual. And I'm sure they're going to play up the issue that uh, we need a Hispanic. Right. I mean, again, discounting that Cruz is Hispanic. (laughs) uh, I guess he doesn't count. He doesn't yeah, count because he's Cuban, know, right? He's Cuban, so he doesn't if count. You're, the minute that you're a conservative, you're not a real Hispanic. You exactly. Know about that. But a couple so, of things about a couple of things about about this campaign. Um, you know, number one, I would hope I would hope that that Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, learned the big lesson from the last time, because I think the last time they sort of took uh, Beto O'Rourke for granted until yes. the very end. You know, it wasn't really until the last 30 days of the campaign that right. the, the people at Beto Cruz, I mean, at the Ted Cruz office realized we got a challenge here. We better yeah. get to work. You're right. Now, the governor didn't do that. No, the governor did not. And he ran over him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the governor was from day one. And not I mean, only did he run over him, he had coattails. That's it. And the, the governor was campaigning against Beto O'Rourke a year before because he knew yeah. that it was going to be Beto. So he was campaigning against Beto O'Rourke and very effectively framing the issue. And when he did it, he had a huge money advantage. Eventually, Beto, you know, did raise money, of course. But the, all that advantage that the governor had at the beginning, he was able to use to frame Beto O'Rourke as a real liberal. Now, something else, too, that, that the governor or Beto O'Rourke, another disadvantage that he had, are all those silly things that he said when he ran for office? Yes. I mean, there was like, oh, you had to go. Oh, you're you not going to get that with with Gutierrez. Well, that's Gutierrez it. With, not going to be. Yeah. He's not going to be. Uh, he's not going to shoot his mouth off. He's just right. Not, he's going to be very, very difficult to pin down on that aspect. Right. He's not going to say we're going to take your AR-15 away or Correct. something like that, like Beto said. Now, one more thing. Uh, how, how, where does Gutierrez stand on abortion? Because that's oh, he's pro-abortion. He's probably oh, very so, much. But has he has he been very vocal about this? Well, that's the uh, you know, he has voted. Uh, yes, I believe that he has been uh, vocal about it, but it hasn't made the, the news. It hasn't been carried. But he is definitely uh, uh, pro-abortion. Yeah. Well, and, and for those who are not listening in Texas here in Texas is something somewhat similar to what the governor of Florida signed, which is the heartbeat law. Yeah. We have that here. Now, in Florida, I believe they have exceptions for rape and for incest, and we do not uh, as of yet. Now, I would like to see the legislature pass those exceptions because I think that would take something away from somebody like Gutierrez, who is probably going to play that card. Oh, he is. Say, you know, yeah. we, we need rape, uh, and so we'll see what happens. But Again, he is the one right now likely to run. He hasn't officially decided yet. And 
But what are the odds that he's going to run? Do you think it's better than 50%, George? Oh, I think so. I mean, he, I, I don't think that there's a, another candidate that's better than him on the Democrat side. Okay. I don't think that the Democrats can find a better a better candidate than him because uh, he is an unknown and uh, he he is being portrayed as very much as a uh, as a centrist against a right wing radical. Right. And and by the way, I did hear I, I, I did hear an interview one time with with uh, Mr. Gutierrez when those congressmen went to Washington. Remember, not the congressman, but the the state representatives flew to Washington. He was interviewed, and I remember watching the interview. And he is kind of low key. Yeah, he's not. Uh, you know, I have debated a... him in Spanish on Univision and Telemundo. Oh, you did. Okay, and um, I have been able to. Uh, you know, to overcome his his arguments. Yeah, but he is very very uh, smooth. Right. Yeah. He he's not. He again. He's he, like Beto. I don't think he's as no, telegenic. He's not bombastic. He's not no, bombastic yeah, like Beto. <laughs> yeah, Beto. I mean, to be honest with you, Beto made his own grave. Yeah. Uh, especially when he ran for president, with all the things that that he said. Well, we're going to keep an eye on this race, on this Gutierrez-Cruz race, uh, because I think it has the potential. I still think Ted Cruz can beat him. Yes. Uh, I think Cruz can beat him, uh, you know, by how many points, I'm not going to say. But I think he should be able to comfortably beat him. But I just hope everybody at the Cruz campaign realizes that, yeah, you got, you got to take this very seriously. And they need to start hitting him yeah. right now, forcing him to take opinions. Or to to say things about controversy. I guarantee so, that what he says, what his stands are, and what he says will be self-destructive because that is not Texas. Well, that's but it. We got to get it. him to do it. We got to get him out there. Yeah. Now, one thing though, when I when I was thinking of potential candidates to run against Ted Cruz, I kept thinking that it would be one of the Castro brothers, for yeah. the simple reason that they're better known. Yeah, but I think that yeah, they're better known, but they're also now burned. Because a lot of people know that they are radical leftists. Right. And so that, you know, they can't play the centrist game anymore. Exactly. Exactly. But, but on the other hand, they're better known nationally. That was my point. Yeah. And being better known nationally means you're going to get more money. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I think it's going to be an interesting race. I think Cruz will win fairly easily, but it's going to be uh, an interesting race. Another issue that came up this week, uh, George, regarding the border some of the Democrats were sort of, uh, I, I, they are suggesting, they haven't passed anything because they don't have the majority to pass anything in the House, but they were talking about special consideration for LGBTQ, if I got all the letters right, I always get, there's so many letters to this thing, I, you know, LGBTQ, and I think there may be other letters that I'm missing. But anyway, they, they are saying that there should be some special exceptions made for some of these these individuals and exactly how would we do that george i mean are we going to start now asking people yeah what their sexual orientation is when when they get to the border or are That's we open exactly that is exactly what is done let me tell you this began yeah. uh i remember when i first entered the the uh, the uh, uh the reagan administration back in 1981 uh we were coming in just as the um uh, as the Marielle boatlift had ended, and uh, we were uh, tasked with um, 
uh, first of all, identifying the criminals that had been sent in, rounding them up because many had been released, rounding them up and then uh, uh, securing them and then hopefully sending them back. Uh, along with that, uh, you've got to remember that homosexuality is a crime in, uh, in Cuba, uh, as well as in many other uh, nations. And uh, therefore, a lot of uh, homosexuals were, uh, were also in the boat lift uh, among the prisoners. Uh, there was a real uh, issue as to how to handle them from that start, because, um, again, was it a uh, victimless crime? Was it a real crime that the U.S. should, um, should address? However, um, the, uh, the immigration law just fat, factly states that uh, crimes against nature, that, uh, that homosexuality, are things that disqualify you. However, since then, uh, little by little, that has been eroding, uh, and it's been more pacifist, passive, uh, in a passive manner, uh, where uh, homosexuals have been allowed to enter the United States. What they want to do is do it is again do an advertising practically right. that you're all welcome to come now. Right. And if that happens, my friends, <laughs> it, it you know. Uh, oh sure, we're, we're just going to create be another millions. It's going to be right. thousands and thousands of homosexuals from all over the world right. are going to be coming into the United States. Well, they're going to be claiming asylum on that exactly. basis. Now, exactly. one thing I wanted to say about Cuba, and I think you you touched on this, is that there in in it's maybe a little bit different now, but back in the seventies and eighties, Cuba was a was not a very nice place for homosexuals. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, right. They would be arrested and so on. So it was a little different time. By the way, speaking of Mariel, uh, I just thought I mentioned this, that it was 43 years ago this week that Mariel happened. Uh, wow. You talk about time flying. Uh, <laughs> I, remember, years... I remember watching how, how uh, hapless yes. Jimmy Carter was through the whole thing. Well, it, it really caught him off guard. They had no idea that it would happen. They should have yeah. known... Uh, that there was going, something was going to happen in Cuba because there, there was a lot of dissent. And uh, so they should have known that, that something was happening in Cuba. But if you remember, in the spring of 1980, April, actually, 1980, uh, you had, well, you had the hostages in Iran, uh, and then you had that failed uh, rescue attempt, if yes. you remember, uh, and then you had Mariel. So a lot, of, and then, of course, you had a very bad economy on top of that. So there was just a lot of things, you know, Those the Carter administration. The now. Yeah, the Carter administration was getting it from all kind of different ways. Uh, and, and I think that they, they were just caught off guard completely by what happened uh, with Mariel. Just one quick thing here, George, before we go. There was a story this week. You may have heard about it. Remember that famous in the second debate be, between Trump and Biden, that that whole question of Hunter Biden came up in the laptop. And a, a letter surfaced signed by so-called 50 experts who were saying that this had all the, the makings of Russia disinformation. Yeah. Disinformation. Yeah, but you wonder who's doing the disinformation. Yeah. Because the, it, uh, I think, you know, and I'm hoping that uh, Chairman Jim Jordan will call each and every one of those 50 people to the House and say, explain your signature. What led you to sign this letter? 
who told you and what led you to sign it. Because if you've noticed something, George, uh, you're starting to see some people saying, well, I didn't say that, or I said it has the makings. You know, people are, it looks like a lot of people will get, want to get off this ship because I think they realize uh, what a problem this is going to become, George. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when you're caught in a lie and you don't want to be caught, uh, you begin to backpedal, you begin to uh, hee and haw, and you begin to try to figure out how the heck uh, you're going to explain yourself. And that's exactly what, what, what we're seeing now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a tragedy, but um, they got caught. They got caught, yeah. So this is going to be, I think, uh, I, I just think this is going to be very scandalous. There are some <laughs> Republican senators who are calling on Senate, or Secretary Blinken to resign. Apparently, he was the mastermind of all of this. Uh, so there are some Republican senators. I would hope. But I again, hope. you know, a lot of these folks are just shameless. So, you know. Well, well that's true. That's true. And and, and the, the other factor, too, the media is not going to push it. So it's going to have to be done Correct. by the, the House, and they're going to have to be uh, embarrassed, if you will. You're, in, you're right. In front of the House. Now, we didn't get into a lot of the Texas legislature this week because I wanted to focus on on Senator Cruz and his reelection. But next week, we'll touch a little bit more on the House. And there's a lot of interesting things coming out of the Texas legislature, including, George, something that I I don't know if this will actually get to the governor's desk, but it got out of the House, I believe. So it still has to go to the Senate. And it's putting the Ten Commandments in every school. Yes. <laughs> I looked at that and I said, oh, my goodness. The ACLU is going to... Freak out over that one. You know it's coming. But, but, hey, what's wrong with it? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. And if you don't like it, you don't have to read them. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just something by. that will be there. So I I really like to see that happen. I have to go, I would it have to go through the Senate. And it's always more complicated in the Senate. But, but I'd love to see it happen. We need I, a I moral code. We need a moral code back in the schools. I agree with you. I agree with you. What was that phrase? When God left the schools, uh, the devil came in or something like that. And, and when you look at what's happening in our schools, the collapse of discipline, the collapse of, of just decent behavior. There was, I another, think, uh, there was another terrible, terrible video that was posted in, uh, in YouTube and in, uh, or in uh, TikTok and in uh, Facebook of, uh, up in Arlington in the Dallas area where another uh, teacher, uh, L, uh, an older teacher, maybe in the 60s, uh, small in stature, right. got whooped in the face. Just one ugly hit right, I saw by that. a teenager. I uh, saw just, that. Yeah, that, that is, un, you know, unforgivable. You just it is. Not, but, but you have to wonder, you know, you have to wonder if, if we're not watching here in many of these schools, the consequence of not having consequences. That's I it. Mean, there are no you know, consequences. There are no consequences, so these kids get away with these things. If you excuse bad behavior, you get more and worse. I, you know, you and I are of a similar generation. There's no way a kid could have gotten away with that oh, when we were gosh. in school. Because really? he may, maybe he would have tried, but I think there would have been severe consequences, including, including his parents, who would have probably beaten the heck out of the kid when he got home. Correct. That was the the other thing that parental discipline, which I think uh, is missing in many of these cases. Well, George, uh, as well as always, thank you so much for 
for joining us tonight. And uh, uh, as I said, maybe some nice Cuban girl is going to send you a note uh, telling you how yeah. much she likes your commentary. But uh, we are going to feature this over at the Babalu blog, and uh, we always enjoy it when we go over there. George, thank you, and have a wonderful evening, and thank you so much for joining us. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Our good friend, uh, George Rodriguez from South Texas, we meet with him on on the video, or we used to do it on the podcast before we did the videos, and we talk about Texas and what's happening in Texas. And, of course, Texas being a very prominent uh, state politically, uh, it uh, very often what happens here goes to other places, or what happens in other places comes here. And uh, so we always seem to be in the middle of everything. We also have some very prominent uh, politicians like Senator Cruz, like Senator Cornyn, and, uh, of course, the governor who was reelected. So it's just a lot going on in Texas, and we like to look at it once a week. We also have a legislative session going on right now, and we should be having some results of what uh, they accomplished uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.